Katie Daly. Welcome to Bluegrass Stories. Most bluegrass fans are familiar with the history of Country Current, the United States Navy's premier country bluegrass band formed in Washington, D.C. in 1973. They know the band performs fun-filled and family-friendly shows for presidents and citizens all around the country and also overseas. There have only been three banjo players in the band since 1973, Bill Emerson, Keith Arneson, and now musician First Class Haley Stiltner. Howard Parker spoke with Haley about her background, her basic training, and her experience with the U.S. Navy. I'm here with uh, musician First Class Haley Stiltner of uh, the U.S. Navy Band's uh, Country Current Unit. And obviously we're going to be talking a lot about Haley's experience as a Navy musician and perhaps what other young people that might be interested in that type of a career might be, might need to know before making the leap or how to make the leap into that. And I'm wondering, uh, we're going to be talking a lot about the Navy, but is there anything you can sort of share about your, uh, your experiences in education prior to your Navy enlistment? Yes. So I started playing when I was nine. And I, I learned from my grandfather. His first, he taught me my first role, and then I was just fascinated. I, I loved the banjo so much, and that's all I wanted to do. So I, uh, during high school, my parents took me to countless bluegrass festivals, and I learned a lot from other players um, just by jamming. And then sometime, I think during my junior year, I heard about East Tennessee State University and their bluegrass program very well now. so I which but anyway so that's the only school I applied to because I just wanted it's all I wanted to do so I started in the fall of 2006 and then uh, graduated in 2010 with my Bachelor of Business Administration with a minor in bluegrass old-time and country music studies and then I went back for my master's degree because I had started playing banjo for uh, next best thing at the time which was actually my first real professional touring band Type situation, um, and that was led by Sally Lee and Prince Burke. And um, we toured for about two years, disbanded in 2012. But after I graduated with my bachelor's, I realized if I didn't get a job, you know, if I didn't go back to school, I would have to get a real job. So I applied for a graduate assistantship with the bluegrass department. I got it. I was able to stay on the road, and I did that while I was in grad school. And then I graduated and got a big girl job for four years at ETSU. I was a data analyst for Advancement Services. And then in 2016, Lizzie Long called me, who I didn't know who she was, really. I mean, I'd, I think I'd heard you know, mention of them, but um, she worked with Little Roy Lewis of the Lewis family, and they have a band called the Little Roy and Lizzie Show, and they were looking for a bass player, and I said, Lizzie, I'm not a bass player. And she said, well, I'm going to send you uh, some CDs and uh, you can start after we get back from the cruise in two weeks. And I was like, well, I got a full-time job. I got to work that out, too. So two days later, I got a you know, a box of eight CDs and a note on them that said, learn them all. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. I spent hours in my kitchen playing bass. And I went to my vice president of university advancement and I said, look, I said, I'd really like to do this. Go back on the road can you allow me to work 30 hours a week, which is the minimum amount of hours to keep my benefits? She said, sure. So they let me take my laptop on the road and I worked from the road, but when I was home, I had to be at the office. I was only, you know, which was fine. But um, January 2017, Danny Stewart called me 
and um, said, hey, we've got an opening. You should really come do this. And I said, okay, all right. So at this point, I'm tired. You know, I'm, 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 I'll be close to my family, which has been wonderful. Absolutely. It's, they're two hours and 45 minutes from here. It's great. I go home every weekend. It's great. Um, and I said, okay, so what do I have to do? And then the rest is history. And the rest is history. And how long had you known Danny for? Danny what? and I went to college together. So he, I think he came in 2007. Mm-hmm. So we, we actually played in the Bluegrass Pride Band together. He was a bass player. I was a banjo player then. And, and I'm assuming the, 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 the notice that you got from Danny was the announcement of uh, Keith Arneson's retirement. Yes, sir. That's correct. From, mm-hmm. from, from the unit. Mm-hmm. Okay, well that sort of brings us up to when, about 2017? 2017. You, you got the announcement and, and you applied. Um, there was some kind of a, a written application? There was. There was a, I sent in a resume, an application, and then they, they invite you to come audition. So I think I had to send in three songs as well, uh, previously recorded. So I, I did that. And then they invited me to come audition on St. Patrick's Day, 2007. I'll never forget the day. So, St. Patrick's Day, 2017, I told my boss at ETSU, of course, I couldn't tell anybody because, I, you know, you have to get the job first. before, And I don't want to quit two other jobs oh, that course. I have. Right. Before. So, you don't want to cut your nose I told her I had something to do right. and just I drove down to D.C. and auditioned and they hired me the same day. And so I was like, okay. All right, I'll take, take jobs. But then I had to go through medical processing, mm-hmm. and once I got through that, that's when I let ETSU and Little Roy Lizzie know that I was talk, talk, going to talk, camp. talk about the the audition for a moment. What, what what were they looking for? Do you think in the during that that phase? Honestly, my job they went through. I think I believe it was three rounds of auditions for banjo player. Um, they just I don't I'm not sure they just could find the right person. Um, you definitely, they definitely wanted someone who could do it all, you know, play banjo, sing harmony parts, which is really what I do in the country band, I just play really guitar and sing harmony parts. Mm-hmm. And um, someone that, that could get along, that's crucial, because you know, you're going to be there with these people. I enlisted for four, but most people do 20, so you're mm-hmm. going to be working with these people for 20 years, so you have to hire somebody that has a good personality too. And, and, and that's hard to tell from one day. And prior to, one day audition. Prior to the, the audition process, how much, I mean, you, you went through as a minor at, at ETSU. Um, I mean, there's always a, an argument amongst um, some bluegrass musicians about the value of theory versus no theory. Um, you had a uh, you had, had a theoretical background. I'm, I'm certain. I didn't. You did. I not. have a very hard time reading music. I can read treble and bass clef, but it takes me forever, mm-hmm. and it's just not it's not natural. Now I can read natural numbers all day. Right. You present me a natural number chart, I can read it. Good to go. But as far as the notes themselves. I can, but it takes me a while, and it's just not. Still to this day. Just still to this day. Yeah. It's hard for me. And it's actually, we're taking the advancement exam, but mm-hmm. I'm taking it for the first time in yeah. January, and it's nothing but, it's like, right. if you extended this chord from the blah, blah, blah note of the oh, yeah. <laughs> fifth measure of the Star Spangled Banner, what, I was like, right. so I'm, I've been studying more and more, preparing for that, and so I have a better understanding of how it all works. I understand numbers, but note shapes are 
right. stuff. Chords, chord intervals, not a problem. Not a, right. Not, with regards to the right. natural numbering system. Exactly. Right. But I don't really read music fluently at all. <laughs> so, so you 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 passed the audition. You uh, you were offered the position. You obviously accepted because you're sitting here in front of me in uniform right now. I did. I did. And and what 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 was the next step in the in the process? Well, the next step. So um, I needed a ship date. Everybody needs a ship date to go to boot camp. So I spent the last two weeks. I took completely off. I finished up with ETSU around the first of May and finished up a little and Lizzie, I think the second weekend in May, and I took the last two weeks of May off, packed up everything in my house in Tennessee, because there's no guarantee that you're going to make it through boot camp. There never is. So I had it all boxed up, and I paid my rent two months in advance, and I asked my landlord if I could just leave my stuff there. She said, okay. She said, you're crazy, but okay. <laughs> said, okay. She was more confident than you were so, at the time? Or, so uh, I uh, <laughs> was like, all right, just packed up my life there and left it in boxes and got on a plane and headed to boot camp. Where was boot camp? Great Lakes, Illinois. Oh yeah. And and the, I mean this I mean there's always a fear about boot camp. Boot camp mm -hmm. was uh, did it meet your expectations? Was it uh, easier? Was it harder or um what, what, what about the physical aspects? Physical, really, we didn't, like, I know this is going to sound crazy, but you sit Indian style in the floor for hours. That hurts after a while. Like, you're just sitting there watching, and you can't, like, stretch out. You can't lean on anything. You're just sitting there. I know it sounds insane, but we really didn't. The only thing we did was we jumped off a 10-foot diving board and then swam a certain distance, and then we had to go through, I think we did firefighting, you know, we did battle stations and everything like that, but running miles, push we ups, did, pull ups, we did uh, we, no pull ups. Navy doesn't do pull ups. We do push ups, sit ups, and run a mile and a half. And which is not that hard. Weapons qualification? Well, about that. We went through like all the parts of it, but they had fake guns. Like we went to a little laser range, and that was it. Okay. So you got out of basic. I get out of basic. And you're posted or to. I flew back to try. I took a couple days of. They let me take those couple days to go back to Tennessee and get my stuff, collect myself. You know, a graduation. That was another thing. Um, my mom and dad drove their car from Southeast Virginia all the way to Great Lakes. Uh, so yeah, that was a big deal for them to drive all the way out there, and they, they, I, my, <laughs> I think the hardest part of boot camp was no communication you know we we could only send letters out once a week mm -hmm. so my dad they got a long driveway to the road he would stand mom said in the living room and look out the window with binoculars for the mailman on thursdays which is the day they would get my letters <laughs> mom, dad. mom dad my mom wrote me every single day that's great but yeah it was wonderful great support from them really i mean i when i first got the call from danny i called mom and i said um and I'm 28 years old at this time. You know, I went in when I was 28. She said, I said, I'm thinking about joining the Navy. She said, you're what? <laughs> That's the reaction I initially got. So, what, then, what are the age requirements for enlistment? When I enlisted, the cutoff was 20, or no, 35. Okay. It was, it was 18 to 35, or 30, might've been 34. They just extended it to 39. Mm -hmm. So you can enlist as late as 39 now. Okay. So 
Um, you're out of boot camp, and uh, feel free to correct me on any military sure. jargon that sure. I don't know. So you report to the Navy Yard, I'm assuming? I did. I did. We got my stuff, the essentials, the Navy moved the rest of it later, mm -hmm. but um, and reported directly to the Washington Navy Yard in D.C. And now you're a member of the U.S. Navy Band. That's right. So I got pinned on my second day, I think. Mm -hmm. um, that's where you get your actual E6 rank. Mm -hmm. Well, talk, talk about, you guys have a definite mission. We do. And you, you're not just a bunch of people around in uniforms having a, having a good time, looking sharp, the sharpest looking bluegrass band of the, in history. So uh, what would you like to tell me about what, what the Navy Band's mission is? The Navy Band, this is the United States Navy Band, performs nearly 300 concerts and participates in more than 1,300 ceremonies each year. The Navy Band is the Navy's premier musical organization, representing more than 320,000 active duty sailors, as well as the Navy's reserve and civilian forces. The band is also a presidential support unit and participates in a number of high-level military ceremonies, such as when President Bush passed away recently or last year, um, a, a bunch of our sailors went to, mm -hmm. and participated in that. So it's things, things like that. And the band's most solemn mission is honoring fallen shipmates during funeral services in Arlington National Cemetery. We have a bus go almost every day of the week. And there's probably, they probably do three funerals a day. Wow. Our, our basic mission, we reach local populations, veterans and their families, and family of active duty personnel. We connect Americans to their Navy and help communities come together to honor and celebrate the service of veterans. We also increase awareness of the Navy in places that don't see the Navy at work on a regular basis. So basically, we're taking it where ships can't go, mm -hmm. and we are the face that they see to represent those mm -hmm. men and women out there that are... So partially a marketing tool? Absolutely. Or, and Recruiting. a re recruitment tool? Absolutely. So not, not many Navy ships going to Chicago or right. Dallas, Texas or whatever, so you guys ship out and, and, and do that. And, and this is a, uh, I mean, it's, it's obviously it's a full-time job. Um, uh, if, um, if you choose and if the Navy allows, you can retire after so many years mm -hmm. and with full military benefits. And so what, what, what does that mean on a day-to-day on a -day basis for a musician first class, Haley Stiltner? So during the summer, we are incredibly busy. Um, this past summer, I know we had a show every other day from May to August. Every other day. Now, a lot of what we do is in the D.C. area. So you go play the gig in your home every night, which is what I like. Um, but from October until about March, um, it's kind of our slower season. We spend that time rehearsing new material and getting a new show ready for the next year. And uh, we also all have collateral duties, which are extra duties that you, you know, you can apply for. It's kind of just like a... Um, another job within your job would be a secondary duty. So my primary duty is banjo player, guitar player, harmony vocalist. And and Period. just just because you are the banjo player for the bluegrass unit, mm -hmm. but you are also the guitar player and harmony vocalist for the country country yeah. unit. And do all not all members flip back and forth? I'm I'm assuming. Is, um, is that correct or am I? Most actually, we all do in a weird way, except for Kenny Ray. Kenny Ray is the only one that stays the same. 
Um, Tina, our drummer, is only on the country stuff. Danny switches from acoustic to electric bass. Joe goes from acoustic to electric guitar. Mm-hmm. Pat switches on mainly and fiddle in both units. Mm-hmm. And Henry goes from dobro to steel. He's a fantastic steel player. I don't think I've seen the dobro. With the bluegrass group? With the bluegrass group. He's yeah. the really tall one. Yeah. <laughs> but but um, he's doing really well. Uh, they didn't, I don't think they knew when they hired him that he could also play dobro, but he can. He needs oh, really? He was really, hired primarily as a pedal steel player? That's, and that, that's his billet. Yeah. It's pedal steel. Okay, and and roughly split between country gigs and bluegrass gigs. Honestly, you? I would say it's seventy percent country, thirty percent bluegrass, based really? on how much we do in the summer. Uh, we may do five festivals a year, bluegrass festivals, um, but that's really it. Sometimes we'll take a if if the building we're playing in is not very large, we'll take mm-hmm. the bluegrass unit, but mm-hmm. we we'll mostly play bluegrass festivals and then. Uh, some oddball stuff, but most of our gigs are full country. I'm a little surprised because because you are a military unit, it, a festival and event producers can apply to have you guys play and at no charge to, right. the, to the festival. Right? That's right. It's, it's a completely free gig for mm-hmm. you know, five or six of the, the, the best musicians in, in the country. I'm wondering, I'm wondering if perhaps enough event producers are not aware of that. I'm thinking they're, they're not. Um, we do get in a lot of requests, and we do turn down a lot of requests, too. I know that because I've, I've started working in operations, and I didn't realize how many gigs we actually do. We probably do 14, I think the number was 1,400 a year, roughly. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of jobs for, I think we're seven, seven units. Mm-hmm. So. What, what's the chain of command like in the Navy you sort of describe? Sure. So it's unit based. So I report directly to Joe, who is my leading petty officer, who reports to Pat, who's our unit leader. And then he reports to the head of the specialty groups. And I think she reports to the command master chief. I'm not 100% sure on that. And then it just goes, it goes, it winds right up through the captain. Mm-hmm. So there is a chain, and every issue is handled at the unit level, if at all possible. Because, um, you know, the captain, he's busy. He doesn't need, you know, small issues that should be resolved in-house going all the way up to And that's that's how it's handled across the board, usually. Okay. In the Navy, they'll try to handle issues at their own level before they take it up. And, and now now that you've been in for... Uh, Two years and four months. Yeah, congratulations. Thank by, you. By the way. <laughs> and it's fine. It is fine by... What, what, what can you talk about um, uh, advancement opportunities within, within the band? What, what typically, maybe not what applies to you directly, but in general, how does, how does that... Transpire. Okay, so basically you have to, your your packet, your evaluation packet has to go before the board. And the board is made up of a bunch of master chiefs who don't know you from Adam. And um, there is also an evaluation, like an exam that you have to take. That is um, insanely hard. I haven't taken it yet, but I will this time. And, and what does that exam it's, cover? It's, it covers um, military knowledge and music knowledge. Basically, so, um, and then also like you know, Sarah, like what song does the band play when the president moves? Stuff like that. 
you know, ceremonial stuff. Um, at least that's what I've been studying. I hope that's what it's You know, and then depending on how well you do on that test, will determine whether your packet goes to court. And if you fail, I think you're automatically that's a no. But if you pass, but don't do as well, I'm not really sure how that works, but your evaluation scores have to be also high enough for it to go. And then they have a certain number of slots for an, per rate and rank every year. So there's only only six new chiefs next year. We can only fill these six slots, MU chiefs. So, And it's a very, very hard process because we all come in as E6s and it takes a really long time for us to rank up. Which is understandable. Because they, I mean, they bring us in extremely high. And is it a competitive process? It is. So you're competing against I'm competing against, against all of my peers in this process. So, it's <laughs> a, <laughs> you know, and uh, you know, you can do 22 as an E6 and get out now. You know, mm -hmm. it's just 20, but I would like to make cheap at some point. And, and and what about the 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 musical aspects of it? I mean, you, you mentioned, you know, some challenges in, in in theory. Do are you required to continue your music knowledge as you progress through the through the ranks as well? I know that this is gonna. I don't want this to sound like a smart answer, but as a musician, I never stop learning. Like I'm always learning something new, always, and. Um, the day I, you know, I've always said the day that I stop learning is the day I need to stop playing. As, yeah. as any good musician. Um, is, but I'm constantly working on new legs and, and things like that. And um, learning to read is, you know, part of that process. So I'm really trying to. But, but part expand. of your test is not being asked to uh, compose a short symphony for. No, it's not. I, <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. I hope not. I would fail. If, if I were on the outside, and if I were 18 to 35 years old, sort of holding out for a, a, a country current bluegrass unit um, slot to open up, um, what, what, how should I set my expectations? Um, really, we advertise mostly by word of mouth. Because mm -hmm. I know that Kenny and Pat are both retiring next year. We've been trying to find people who are interested in coming to audition for those spots. Now. Already. You're, you're looking now. Mm -hmm. So a year out. Right. And, you know, you just be honest with them. I've been talking to this one kid for a, over a year. And uh, just keep them interested. Just be like, okay, I know that you're going to have to go through this, but this is the end goal. This is, this is, you know, this is what happens when you get out of boot camp or whatever, you know. Right. Um, and, and just be as positive as you have to sell it. You have so, to sell it, but be honest at the same time. Nice. If they ask a question, you got to give them an honest answer. So is, is there a, a mechanism where, uh, uh, let's say if I were just coming into this cold from the outside, that I could, is there a, a contact mechanism that I could, I could say, uh, look, here, here's my resume. I don't know if you're looking right now, but please consider me 
if if such a slot would open up? We we do. Um, I think our auditions team handles that. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how far in advance they they, they do things though. Can they be contacted via the website? They can. Okay. It's on. It's under the auditions section of our website. There's a whole team of them. Okay, and they can just Google U.S. Navy Band and and sort of. It's uh, the first thing that pops up. Go down to the, okay. Mm-hmm. Go down to this. So very few slots open up. Um, so I guess uh, the message is right now, if uh, um, if you're a confident, inspired fiddle player, mandolin player, guitar player, and or kick butt vocalist, then a year out is not too soon to be right. thinking about what you want We've to be. We've been thinking about it. It's just really, it's hard to find, a, especially a bluegrass musician, to go to boot camp. It really is because they're, you know, they're out doing their own thing, touring, and they're, you know, they're happy with what they're doing, and then they got to go to boot camp. That's, that's, I think that's the biggest hurdle we have. You think just, just the fact that they have to go in there and... And this area, I think would be another, yeah. another hard time. Um, I had a really hard time coming from East Tennessee, a little old Elizabethan, that's uh, where I lived for 10 years. I'm from Virginia, but mm-hmm. I lived there going to college. And um, <laughs> coming to D.C., the traffic is traffic, but I had no idea. Do, but, not, do not join the Navy to cruise around the D.C. Beltway. Absolutely not, no. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I joined the Navy to do what I love more than anything and serve my country, but I've always wanted to make a career out of it and this allowed me to do that and it's, it's really it's it's the cool i have the coolest job in the world. well if um we talked about young musicians that are that one day will sort of be following your 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 footsteps i mean based on based on your your personal experience um what what do you think a, a couple of the critical things they might really or they should be considering before making application or responding to an opening? And, and what are there a few things that are just really red flags right away that if they're saying, hey, I really want to be doing this, uh, thinking, well, if you really want to be doing that, maybe you should not be right. considering this this job. Um, so for young musicians who might be contemplating, I would absolutely say 100% that this is the best musical career choice that you could possibly make ever. As far as salary, benefits, um, and you are working with the best musicians in the world. Every day I hear the best music in the world and it is it's, it's fantastic, but you've got to make sure that you're willing to make the sacrifices necessary in order to do this. You gotta go to boot camp. You have the the and on it, not necessarily talking about just the U.S. Navy band, but if you were, you have to consider the area. You're gonna have to move. Also, the military in general, which is not for everybody. It's not. Um, it takes a very disciplined person, I believe, to to do this. And um, you're gonna have to go to boot camp. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry. Um, but you and and then I don't know it, it based on where their family is. See, we have to stay within a 250 mile radius. Thankfully, my parents fall inside that radius, so mm-hmm. I get that's why I can go and come and go as I please. Um, but if we go beyond 250 miles, I have to leave it. 
So. Yeah, the, the thing that, that I, I know right away is that if you take a look at uh, uh, bluegrass bands in general, even even at the, uh, the highest ranks, um, you, you'll note that in a lot of bands there's, there's at least a, a, a bit of turnover. I mean, for a lot of right. perfectly legitimate reasons, but if you're fronting a band and, and someone isn't pulling their way, you can say goodbye. If, mm -hmm. if, if you're a side guy in the band, if say, you know, here, I really don't like, I got a family. You're in this for the long haul. Right. There is no oopsie once you get on that plane. There's no oopsie, I don't want to do this anymore. Forget it. It's done. Yeah. And you have signed four years of your life away to the United States. Right. And you're very much a, a team You player. have to be. You have, you to, have be to be. You got to look out for each other. Can, can you sort of describe uh, what the what the Navy Yard is is like and what it's like living in the D.C. area? Um, so the Navy Yard is I actually think it's beautiful. I think it's it's very it's very old. All the buildings are very old, um, and our building in particular, I believe, was built in the late eighteen hundreds. And um, but it's it's easy to navigate. It's right on the Potomac River. And you can go down. There's like a little area you can. I, I run sometimes down there by the water. Mm -hmm. It's really close to the Nat Stadium. You can within walking distance of that. Um, it's just a. It's a really. It's a really quaint environment. I think to get you out of the main traffic, traffic, traffic yeah. uh, craziness. Um, but it is on the quote other side of town. It is. <laughs> At it least is. from here. It is. Right. And um, but yeah, I got lost my first day. Mm -hmm. But that happens, so I've eventually figured it out. Yeah. And um, but living in DC, um, it's uh, it it's different. It's definitely different uh, from what I'm used to. What I grew up with, um, I grew up on a you know an unpaved road. So. Um, but you get used to it. And it is a unique city. It, it is. is the nation's capital. It is. After all. It is. And it, like you'll just be, we were downtown playing a gig at the memorial one time and this president's motorcade just went by. I was like. So how long did it take you to get sort of get acclimated to uh, to the, the whole DC vibe? Honestly, about a year. About a year. It, it took a while. Um, and that was me figuring out when to leave, to be at the yard at this time. You know what time is traffic you know and but I've, i'm much better than i was i can actually get it took me about a month and a half before i could get back and forth without a gps mm -hmm. but I, I i got it we're good now and did you get lots of support from your uh, your bandmates i i did i did they were very helpful it's you know it's a hard transition for anybody mm -hmm. moving new job plus you're in the military it's like you know you've got that boot camp right and you're like Sir, you know what's in it, you know. But. Yeah. Well, what, what, what else would you perhaps like to cover or chat about that we have? Everything you know, is added, the, so I can yeah, pop I, stuff the, in. The uh, train, like the truck training. Nobody told me about truck training. Truck. Truck training, like big truck training. Like I have a Class B CDL equivalent training. And as a military musician. As a military musician, yes. They require you. They require everybody <laughs> to be able to drive the truck. So we carry our equipment in a 26 foot box truck, okay? And nobody told me this before I left the boot camp that I would be, anyway, long story short, I went through truck training and I love it. Cause I, you know, I grew up driving tractors and stuff. So 
but um, and I actually drive the truck a lot now. It's fine, but driving it through rush hour for the first time is like you know a big vehicle. He's got a big engine, but nobody told me about that one. And then that was it, I think. Curious that they wouldn't. That they we don't have demand, roadies. We are our roadies. You are your own roadie. We are our own roadies. Okay, so your your sound we reinforcement person is he is he's your he sound. has his own billet, yes, but and he is our sound man. But we are it. We unload the truck, we load the truck, we drive the truck to and from gigs, we are it. We do it all. We set it up. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> Well, is, is there anything else you'd like to uh, mention uh, um, about the the Navy musician experience or? Um, I would say in, in general, not just Navy, but all of the military, military bands, fantastic. And if someone's thinking about joining, please do, I'm telling just do. And if, if they ever want to talk to me about it, just talk to me. Reach out to you Reach out anytime, Facebook. Facebook messenger whatever you know, anytime okay. i'd be happy to talk to anybody about it well Haley stiltner thank you very much for sitting down with thank us. you i appreciate it very very that was musician first class Haley stiltner who's the third banjo player selected to perform with country current the united states navy's premier country bluegrass band if you're interested in learning more about any of the Navy Band's musical units, visit www.navyband.navy.mil. Other episodes of Bluegrass Stories are available at Apple and Google Podcasts at soundcloud.com backslash bluegrassstories, facebook.com backslash bluegrassstories, and on kddaily.com. I'm Katie Daly. Thanks for listening to Bluegrass Stories.